I am unashamed. What about you? So welcome back to Unashamed. Uh, Dad, I was thinking, you know, we've had a lot of different people uh, through the years that kind of been part of your entourage um, that have fit into different schemes. The latest is our uh, is our man, Jersey Joe, who seems to be like a Swiss army knife of, I mean, the man's got a lot of different talents, you know, that seems to be helping out the cause. You know, we had him on the podcast a while back. A lot of people had been asking about him because we talk about him quite a bit, but it's because the man is so useful. Uh, I mean, he's like your security guy. Sometimes he's your personal chef. He comes in every week and cooks you a fantastic Italian oh, meal. Here's what he, he does. He's a fireman. Here's what he does. He's a fireman. Read my lips. <laughs> I said, I don't want to own a telephone, <laughs> but I'm going to do it because it trumps the cell phone. Cell phone. I don't want the cellophone. I want the telephone. <laughs> I said, but I'm having a trouble finding them, and I called a genius, a genius in that world. Oh, so you couldn't find a telephone to purchase? Couldn't find one. They, they don't make them. <laughs> yeah. And I said, he said, I can get, I can make you one. I oh, said, he, he made it. Make me a telephone, tele, not seller, tele. I said, because see, there's no funky pictures on a telephone. Yeah. But Sally phone did all kind of mischief, they tell me. <laughs> so did he do it? Yeah, he did it. He, he made you a telephone? He said, you will have a telephone after tomorrow. All I want is somebody wants to talk talk to me. Yeah. I want something that'll go, it's a telephone. <laughs> you get up, you walk three feet, you pick it up, Hello. Yeah, uh, there's no button punching. There's none of this. What the world? Yeah. Because anything else, you get into the the, the cellophane, and there's somebody that said there's naked women running around, and people jumping off buildings and tearing and looking. I mean, it ruins your kids. It drives them nuts. Yeah, we got to have our children. Give them a cell phone, son. And to hell, here they come. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but it's somewhat of a rant. But I mean, I'm just saying, get a telephone. Now that was the definition of a rant. Uh, yeah, bring back the hey, of all the things I thought we we were going to get into. Bring back the telephone. Bring yes. back the telephone. You need it. I would pay you. I don't want a picture of somebody's butt. I want to say, yeah. What you need? Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. I mean, I'm not asking for the world here. Hey, I, uh, Phil, I will pay you $10,000 to go to the steps of Congress with a sign that says, bring back the telephone. <laughs> I'm about there, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I like how he went like Reverend Jesse Jackson by rhyming telephone with cellophone. <laughs> Oh, no, but, but y'all do see that. I mean, give me a break. It was way, way better off without all this funny stuff. <laughs> Wading through all that. I know. don't know. Well, we're, we're, well, we kind of moved on, Dad, and kind of accepted the risk of the cellophane and kind of like having it with us. Yeah. Unlike you, who who seems to be bothered by that, it would it would take us back to one spot. But the the difference is. You live in that one spot in your living room, so a telephone works perfectly for you. you know, but I'll tell you this: that emergencies, you call at one time. You know they had about ten people on one telephone line, and when, yeah, they call it a party line. It's a party line, but there was no party going on. There was no party, but uh, mostly old women who chew you out if you picked up the phone when they were on it. They say, "Get out the telephone." <laughs> You know, so they went ahead and talked, you know, but old women do, do a lot of talking. So, But here's what's interesting. <laughs> you Incl- ten including you've you got a lot of carrying on there. <laughs> but I, so, so here's something else there that you, you don't know. You can throw an apparatus in the middle of 10 old women in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. 
and you, you, boy, you have got something there. But that's better than this cell phone where you're looking at naked women and they're all hollering around. They tell me. I haven't seen them. They just tell me that's on there. I said, why would they put that on there? I mean, it's just, it's just nonsense. It's back to uh, you the got limit. something, you're in trouble, something, call you on the telephone, tell you your car broke down. Okay, your telephone, it's a good thing to do. Call somebody. Here's something you don't know, Dad, that's going to add more. They just went too more, far with all this. But here's going to add more flavor to this story, because your your story is a unique story, because you, you were old school, party line, we grew up there, sure. telephone. So. The, your your local redneck. Do you think that was better than what we for the than the cell phone? What do you think? No, no, not for me, but but for you, yes. So so the yes the, and no. I mean, more yes no, no than yet, but yes, it it has presented some problems. You're right. It has presented some problems, which which you know could be correctable, but overall, no. Because if I have a flat tire, you're just waiting. You're you're. You know, I'll call somebody or, you know, if I don't have a spare or if I'm lost, I can call somebody. I mean, it's actually, you know, has a few. But here, but look, this tale, we've only told, told the beginning of this tale. This thing is fascinating. So, so dad's down there where he lives, where we grew up. You had the old hard line down there. It was party line. Everybody used to be on it. Louise Hudson was, you, you picked up on her call. She chewed you out. Right. We yeah. remember it well. So then we move to the new era. Time goes by. It's business lines. It's this. It's that. Then it's cell phones. It's cell towers. A lot of time has passed, Dad. So you had that old line run down there where your local redneck, Jimmy Red, when moving the house, cut through all that line. Yep. And the problem is the the now the phone companies don't do hard lines and hard no. phones anymore. No. So there was no there was no solution for dad. There was no running anymore of a hard line because it would cost a ton of money to rerun a line down there to where you are. Yep. So here's what happens. You know who you have to thank other than Jersey Joe, who was the implementer of this. But the real person you have to thank is one Elon Musk. That's what Jersey told me. Elon Musk is the man that made your new phone possible because he sent rocket ships up into the sky, put new satellites up, which now can send a satellite signal down to your house that Jersey Joe can plug in your hard phone line into to have a phone again. So it's really interesting that we've had to go full circle back to satellites just to get dad a hard line phone. Can you believe that, Zach? I mean, it's an amazing story when you think about it. So you're saying that the the uh, Jimmy Red cut the line, and then you could not because of I that. gave him a house. Being nice, uh, Jimmy Red yeah. is, is the local redneck. I I, I told him I'll find out how much it takes to move. There's just a little house in the back. I lived yeah. in it for a while. He and his wife. I did. It was my first house. And I as a gift, thing. I said, "You can have that house. You got to move it." Well, he came back and said. It costs seven thousand to move it. I said, "Watch all my lines out there now, my telephone lines." I told him that while you're out there, he didn't obey me on that. So not only did he get the house, and I paid to have it moved, that about seven grand. So, so he, he's he's got his and he's gone. Thanks for that. So I get slick there. Uh, my telephone lines are now non-existent because he rooted them up with a bulldozer, and there goes all my phone lines. So I'm just sitting on the couch there, and if somebody wants to talk to me, they'll have to drive down there and say, are you there? I said, I'm in here. Come on. So, yeah. I, but I got caught up in uh, the world's transition stage from cellar, I mean, from uh, teller to cellar. That's when the trouble started. Yeah, but the, even but what you got now is satellite. So this even like we're in. You're at the net. You're actually more next advanced. Level. That's what right. He's next level. I have what y'all still have, but if somebody wants to call me, I don't have to pick up a cell phone and go. Well, I don't have a phone anymore. I mean, I have a cell phone, but I don't have a landline. Yeah. Well, all I do, all I want is just a. Okay, somebody's in trouble. Somebody wrecked the car. So you need to talk to me. Okay. How would anybody know your number? 
That's a good question, but I keep it hidden. I keep it <laughs> hidden as much as I can. I don't Do even know, know my st- telephone number. I would say number. I don't know what my telephone number is. And that's coming tomorrow. He's gonna he's gonna bring this thing. In. So mainly it's great. for you to watch call my out. number. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have it written down on a piece of paper. Well, give it to me when you get it, so I can get a hold of it. All right. <laughs> that's a, that's your new movie idea. I've Look. been unreachable. Uh. For about six months, when Red <laughs> took the bulldozer and dragged up my wires. Well, now I, I know why you haven't shut been. me down. Well, I've called you. I mo- like it, but I mean, I've called you multiple <laughs> times. Zero answer. That's why. Now you feel better. It's not I like a wire coming out from under the floor where it looked like it came from, and they gave me a little old thing about that long, and I said, "What in the world is that?" He said, that's just a small cell phone. I said, oh, my goodness. Here we go. People call me. They want to take my bladder out. <laughs> yesterday, some nurse in your, your breast care. Bre- I said, I hope that never happens to me. And when she's talking about people's breasts being removed, I'm like, where are these people coming from? Because the only people left who are calling people with a telephone they're trying to sell you something. <laughs> oh, don't buy anything, Phil, from anybody that calls you on that side. Oh, Zach, Zach, you do a comedy. You go in a totally different direction. Okay. And oh, Phil man. is a telephone salesman trying to bring back the telephone, and you call it the babble. <laughs> That's actually a good the idea. The babble. That and you can is... do a Tower of Babel uh, yeah. lining in it. Surely, yeah. surely there are some people out there males on their way to being 80 years old, it just looks like to me they there would be talk. more than me that if you, that, that <laughs> this is the last resort, get on a apparatus and <laughs> then they talk. No, I, I would just, I'd want to do that so it's not so, there's so many people, I, I have, I have I think no it, idea I what think, they're talking about. Well, as long as you realize that there is a possibility that you're the only one left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Now you're making me feel like a lonely man. <laughs> <laughs> a man without a phone, or without a cell phone. He's gone. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't oh want to know what the world situation is. He don't want that. No, uh, that's the well, funniest cold open but, since Dad got lost on the way to the wedding. I don't know the transition though. Yeah, I mean, I'm like open. after. Well, that. I guess the transition is we are talking about little children today, and uh, <laughs> Jesus compared them to the kingdom of God. And Phil, without knowing it, did give a he did give a, a moment where it is more difficult for kids to be protected in this world. That's what I'm saying. It is. I'm looking at our children and and the school systems, and I'm seeing these young people. They all carry that thing. Oh, I agree. You can't get it off of them. It's the equivalent. You say, hey, hey, get off of that thing. You you can't say, oh, don't say that to him. But I'm just saying. No, I think you should say It takes too much out of our children. And y'all, it's a good I raised point. y'all down there without that cell phone, and I it would have been way more difficult. Well, we didn't have cell phones back then. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> it was good news. But I didn't realize how bad the bad news was. If I'd have had to raise y'all under that cell phone thing, I don't know. And they, all of you got one. I, I don't know. It would have been much more difficult. It's, Y'all turned it's out right. wonderfully. So, you know, with the <laughs> cell phone. Thank out. you, Dad. You're right. It's it's definitely a lot more work. Let's uh, let's take our first break. So, Dad, I knew um, the first time that Zach and I called Barrel Buddy, uh, one of our sponsors, that they were pretty good dudes because. Uh, you know, when you, hey, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so, people are introducing us. And then uh, one of the guys at Barrel Buddy says, do y'all mind if we start with a prayer? And I was like, no, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I think it's going to start every conversation we're talking about business or ending it uh, with a prayer. So I knew these were our kind of folks, and they are. Um, started out like us, uh, a hunting-based business, out in the field, saw a need, uh, had a better, cleaner weapon. I used to use the old patches, I remember, and 
man, those are hard because they just wad up. You can't hardly get anything out of the gun barrel. Then you had the long barrel snake. The problem was after about two cleans, you couldn't tell whether you were getting anything out of your gun or not. So barrel buddies come up with these white polymers, uh, which are excellent. They fit any shotgun gauge, uh, 20, 16, 12, you know, 10, whatever. Uh, also any pistol, any rifle. So if you're just a gun shooting enthusiast or a hunter, uh, these guys are there for you, and they're a great company, and they're a great group of guys. So I want you to check them out. Make sure your guns are efficient, also safe. BarrelBuddy.com is where you go to check out their product, uh, which I'm holding here in my hands for those of you watching. BarrelBuddy, B-A-R-R-E-L-Buddy.com. How many people could I get in the march when we march in, in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> I think that would probably be... Stay a, with the telephone. I think Stay you could get 100, but I don't. Th I think your average age would be 75. Yeah, It'd be a slow march. I mean, our children uh, 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 are being hurt because of that blooming cell phone, in no, my, I agree in with my that. opinion. That is the one thing I do agree with, because it, it just sped up. The process, which people said, well, they were going to do it anyway, but they're speeding up the process that's a very dangerous process because it's way more dangerous. I mean, when you don't than... even know, Jace, what your children are watching until somebody holds it up and says, look what they're doing now. Oh, no, I, I mean, agree. I mean, yeah. I don't even know how funky it is because I have no way of knowing. I never saw it. But I'm just saying for children, that thing needs to be discarded somehow. And I say, just oh, go back hey, to the telephone. On the way down here, I was heading toward the roundabout, and there was a young driver, teenager, yep. girl, just driving two miles an hour on the roundabout on her phone. That's what you know, I'm and saying. And then she was looking at it, but and then she slowed down, and I was, you know, I started rolling down a window, you know, and she she's looking at me like. Danger. What's your pro? I said, hang up. Yeah. Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> she boom, took off. Oh, yeah. You're going to cause a wreck here. I said, hey, you, that's what you need. I said, no, nah, that ain't what I need. No. Well, I think to be fair, we should call Dad's March. It should be a, the telephone shuffle. It's going to be more of a shuffle than a march. But yeah. I'm all for it, Dad. We're gonna we're gonna film it when it happens. You're going to be the leader with the sign. So mm -hmm. life's tough enough without adding some other instrument to, that 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 glorifies that. It just glorifies sin and all that, Jason. I mean, come on. I well, mean, it does. It does have a lot of pros, though. I mean, as far as it's right in front of your kid, that that thing is it, with all this funky stuff. Well, look, I, but you can be a still be a parent. I mean, look, I once took one of my kids' phones thing, away for two years. You better know what your child is looking at and uh, every, every night. So yeah. I'm just saying, I warn all y'all with children, you got to have certain times where they can't get to that thing. I mean, no, oh, you're I, right. I, I've said, I said at an event, I said I wouldn't even entertain the thought till they were 16, and then I would check it you know, you every go. day. Then, I mean, to me, it's much more dangerous I mean, than like a gun. Think, I'm old school and I'm nuts, you know, for saying that. But I'm just saying the world's yeah. bad enough without adding that thing that just glorifies it. I, I just now the kid and the kids are getting younger and younger. Uh, parents are that's what I'm turning saying. them over to them younger. What's happened is Jace has made this point before. A lot of times parents are distracted on the internet. And so they use the kids phones to keep them distracted from bothering them. And so it's spiraled into a not positive thing for it's families. It's a lose, lose situation. <clears throat> Much more difficult to raise children with those things. But I yeah. will say this. I'm saying there go are seller to teller. There are hundreds of thousands of people that are now watching the <clears throat> Unashamed podcast on a device. And so it's not all bad because they are at least getting to hear this on that same I'm device. I'm just giving so. them the downside of it. There you go. <laughs> well, in a very humorous way, which we appreciate. So I, we're, we're I ain't Luke, laughing about it. We're in, we're in, <laughs> we're in Luke 18. And we just finished up the, uh, the second parable of um, prayer, which was in the last podcast, which was the Pharisee and the tax collector. And it is interesting, I think, Jace, that 
the that Luke puts in this little story, which in this story is told in all the different gospels in a lot of different contexts, similar to this about him blessing these children. And it is interesting that he comes out of a parable. He's talking about an arrogant um, Pharisee and a self, you know, righteous attitude. Well, and then and, he comes to, well, and we added in the overtime uh, that his biggest problem was he thought he was better than other people. Well, maybe his biggest problem was he thought he could save himself. Now, this is Luke what? Luke 18. Luke 18. Why, why are you 15. there? 9 through 16. But well, I was just going to make this one point. And one of the qualities that little kids possess, they're not, they don't look at other people and make, they don't think they're better than other kids. You know, you put a kid in a room with a bunch of other kids, they play. It doesn't matter what color they are or what they look like. Or Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, well, yeah, and and I do think it's a it's a perfect place to put that because that is a great quality, and and we went through this whole thing about Jesus how he brought us all together. We're not better than anybody else. We're that's right. We we all were created by God. We all make dumb decisions, and we all need the Lord to you be bet. our Savior. To see this instruction, Jace, I just want to bring up the point, and because. It just didn't come to me just overnight. But but I, I got 17, Luke 17, Luke 18, and I turned that page over. And this right here, it comes up all throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're going up to Jerusalem. Here's the deal. He took the 12 aside and said, we're going up to Jerusalem. And everything that is written, everything that's written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be handed over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, spit on him. He's talking about himself. And then flog him and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. And that right there, if you turn over about two or three pages, three or four pages later, the last thing, that said is, this is written, Christ will suffer and rise on, on, uh, from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised. Talk about the spirit of God. But stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all say the same thing. So we're in Luke, Luke 18. 17, 18, 19. All this ins ins instruction has to be there or we wouldn't have anybody to follow. So God himself says, I'm coming. I'm on my way. I'm showing you how you're going to live and, and how you do your neighbor and how you view God. All the questions there are all answered. And Jesus died, was buried and raised from the dead, which is the gospel. And that's how this works out. No, so. it's a valid point. Because at the end of Luke 18, we get to his last miracle that involved people. Yep. You know, when he heals the blind man. Then, then yep. it's then it's pretty well the road. It, you know, there's a there's a change. Yeah, we're going to wind up and we get to 19 of heading in Jerusalem. So the so the mindset here is one of humility, yep. which is what the what the guy didn't have in the prayer situation with the tax collector. And I think that's why he brings this up. So I want to read this text. Before that, I want to take another break. One of our sponsors, uh, Liver Health Formula, uh, has reminded us uh, that uh, there's a lot of Americans out there that struggle uh, with sluggish, fatty liver. Uh, it makes people gain weight. Uh, they experience much more fatigue. I myself um, have experienced this, and I didn't really know I even had it till I had blood work done and my liver enzymes were up, and I wasn't sure why other than I had gained weight. And so I tried this uh, product, and it's really helped me. Um, losing a little bit of weight, which is good, but also it's giving me some energy back. Um, and look, we haven't just mentioned on our show. It's been on HGTV, Fox News, Newsmax, Food Network, a lot of other people, 2.6 million people. Uh, have been helped with this product, including yours truly. Uh, so if you're suffering from low energy, brain fog, 
or unexplained extra flab, it's time to do something about it. I recommend you try Liver Health Formula. It's all natural. Uh, It's a great supplement. It's packed with clinically proven botanicals to help you recharge and protect your liver. Join me, countless others, who are already taking steps to improve their health at getliverhelp.com slash unashamed. You're also going to get a free bottle of blood sugar formula, so you're going to get a total discount of 64% when you check them out. So head over to the page, getliverhelp.com slash unashamed to get this special offer. He brings up all, in my opinion, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he brings up any and all of anything as far as your view of God and each other. And it all is going to come out, love God and love your neighbor, which is the greatest commands. And he proved it by sacrificing himself. It's, it's amazing. True. And, he, and he shows the ultimate humility, right? When the creator yep. of the universe becomes a person yep. to not just come to save the world, but to be humiliated oh. and and suffer so greatly in the process of doing it. You're right. I think it shows the ultimate example. That's right. So here's what he says in 1815. So people were also bringing babies to Jesus to have him touch them. And just to provide a little context here, this is this is an old process that goes back. You remember, even when Jesus was born, they took him up to the temple and he received blessings from some older people that were there at the temple. So this is kind of an old process of people, rabbis, especially blessing children. So that's why they're coming. And you can kind of imagine, it's almost like there's a line of people doing this. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. So they rebuked the parents and the people for bringing all these kids to Jesus. But Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. That's why I brought it up about their learning table on how it's going to be. And with this modern day, phone they've got this apparatus that that you can see all this stuff that you should never show children you see what i'm saying well and even the more even the more dangerous part of it dad jace has brought this up before is what it does to their self-esteem they've gotten so he said don't hinder them you see what i'm saying let the little children come to me don't hinder them because there's a lot of ways to hinder children as we're all saying it's what i was hollering about a while ago well, you're right. And they get caught up in this world where yep. they're liked or disliked on a phone and it winds up hindering them That's in right. their development. So then he says, I tell you the truth, verse 17, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. So it's just it's a blurb in the midst of all this. But really, it's a huge, important point oh. about how our approach should be about kingdom mindset. Critical. I mean, Jace is right. It's like kids. When you think about kids and their ability to let stuff go, to be unified, to play together. I mean, kids, you can learn a lot from kids. They have a lot to learn as well. But the innocent idea, I think, is what he's trying to bring out here. Yeah. Well, and, and to go back to our thought about time and how everything changes for the worse as human beings on a planet that's wearing out and we're wearing out you know when you're a kid you're oblivious of time yeah i mean just abs like when i was a kid it seemed like the summer would last years i mean it's critical that you you love them and train them and chastise them and it's critical all right but and at some point without time speeding up your perspective change it, it changes, and then all of a sudden, it feels like time is getting faster and faster and faster. As the older, older you get, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure what that phenomenon is, but a kid seems to be oblivious of that. And look, Matthew's whole chapter in, uh, or the at least the first two paragraphs in Matthew 18, I mean, that's all he talks about. You know, he said, who's the greatest? And Jesus says, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? I mean, what 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 a question. And he called a little child and had him stand among them and said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Boy, what a statement. 
Woo. I mean, you think about what we just talked about in the last podcast and what we'll talk about in the next part with the, the rich and the kingdom of God. And, and, the, and then the sandwich in between that is this stark difference in how we approach entering the kingdom. One is, what do I got to do? Let me do all the right things and keep the commandments, do all the things. And then the other is these kids, and they're like, what, what, what's, what's the difference? They're just, and the difference is this. Uh, a youth pastor told me one time that, and this is so true if you've ever had kids, you know this is true, that before your kids turn 13, he said, this is what it's like. He said, it's like you live in a house where all of this, all the windows are at, at basically your shoulder width and higher. So they can't see out the window. And then he said, with the day they turn 13, so anytime they need to want to know what's out there, you get, you got to lift them up and show them, or you got to tell them. He said, when they turn 13, it's like the whole house turns into windows and they know everything. And, and, and you know, that's true when you have your own kids, like when they're younger, they just trust you. They believe you. They're following what you say. It, and then at some point, you know, that changes. And then it, everything is a, is a battle for a number of years. Um, you know, it seems it's, at least, at least it seems like we got five kids and that's been the case. I think that there's this idea that when you approach faith, like a child, it is, it's a, it is a trust. It's a, we talked about it on the previous podcast with uh, our buddy, Zach Stevens, whose kid would fall back off the couch doing the trust fall. He never thought dad's not going to catch me or never thought dad can't catch me. He was having the time of his life and he's fought. Now me, I don't care who you are. You do what you want to do a trust fall. I, I, even my own dad. Now I'm like, I, I don't trust anybody. I'm like, <laughs> I'm probably not doing the trust fall, but when you're a kid, you, 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 you come in it that way. And I think that that's kind of this mentality that he's trying to bring forth with these little kids is like, they're not skeptical. They're not jaded. They haven't been corrupted yet. They're coming in with. So you see why I'm saying, trust. be careful what they hear and what they see. Oh, well, no question. Like well, you try to protect them. Jay brings up a really interesting point about time though. And he's right. If you, if, in our case, when we look back, you know, we had to go to school. We had to ride the bus a long time. And so it was like a process. But other people were in charge of all that. And so, Jace, I was just thinking about it. Even when we were in school, when you got home, you had those, those man, those two or three hours of daylight left to go do what you could do, whether it was uh, play baseball for us or football or go fishing or do something, whatever we're doing. And then after that, someone else was in charge of getting us fed, getting us ready, and then starting the process over. But there was a freedom there from not having to worry about time and responsibility. And I think if you bring that forward into the kingdom of God mindset, if you really trust God, like you did your own family, your parents, or in our case, we had parents and grandparents. And there was by. no cell phone in your childhood, Al. No, and, and you're right, Dad. It, it wasn't anything other than what we discovered on our seven yeah. acres of property and That's what was what around I'm trying it. to get people to see. Well, it, you know, it obviously wasn't monitored. Per- it wasn't perfect, but you know, children they expect acceptance and love and direction and advice and security. They just expect it. Whether you, whether you're getting it or not, they expect it. When they don't get it, yeah. then they're the most forgiving people on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Especially the smaller that they are. I mean, you can one minute get on to them and, you know, they're probably just lose it. And then 10 seconds later, they're, you know, like, you know, you offer them something. <laughs> they're just, oh, yeah, okay, all right, that's over. And uh, yeah. so, and you just don't see that with adults. It scares the daylights out of me, Jace. If if you're watching a ball game in there, but one of your children, or two of them, but one or two or whatever, and and they're they're deep inside that phone, and all this yeah. information they shouldn't be even thinking about when they're twelve. 13 years old. No, you're right. It's practical I mean, thing. I mean, my wife you, is... All you parents out there know what them kids are looking at or not looking at. And, well, uh, true. But I mean, look, it, it's it's just, it's a device I think you have to... Because I think parenting's way deeper than just what they're doing on the phone. But there do, there has to be a structure with that. I mean, like Missy is, was great when our kids sat down, oh, there's no cell phone. Like when we sit down at the dinner table, yep. oh, there's no cell phone. That's wise and, on her part. Which eventually—that's what I'm saying. Just when it be was aware. Time, when it time is to go, when it's time to go to bed, 
you turn the cell phone in. It it does not leave the middle of the house, you know. So it's very because if you don't, well, they'll stay up all night on it. I mean, and if you don't think that's going on, that's a good way to. Then you have to have checks, which I mean, I don't have a list of this. This is off the top of my head, but you have phone checks, which is why they always got in trouble. Because I would I would say turn in your phone. I'm fixed to look at it. Yeah, because I'm paying for it, and so. I have every right. You know, you're like, well, don't invade their privacy. No, invade their privacy. Yep. It, yeah. There's not, no privacy when you're paying the tab. That's the, you, know, you yeah. don't, don't, don't ever, my kids tell me that. I'm like, well, there ain't no, there ain't no privacy here. And then you pay <laughs> your own tab, then you got privacy. But and then I said, well, I'll pay my own phone bill. That's what Max told me. I'll just pay for my own phone bill. I said, that's not just the phone bill, though. See, it's, it's all of it. You know, it's, it's the <laughs> well, then you, you trap take it all on. The best question that you can ask them is it before you, check up on what's in the phone is you say is there anything here that you've been doing that jesus wouldn't approve of and and then when they immediately say oh no it's fine i'm like i want you to think about that question again because i am fixing to get down into the cracks and the crevices i'm sweating right now and the deleted files and we're let's pray right now let's invite the lord in he was here the whole time but in this moment of me investigating right now what are me me and the lord what are we going to find yeah Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. Chase, you're also bringing in an interesting point, a kingdom point again, is that you can't get stuff past God anyway, because he knows everything. But I tell you something else, you can't really get stuff past your parents either, because they have ways of figuring things out. And so you're showing that same mindset with kids. Of course, we're describing more of the teenage phase of children, but it's, it's definitely there. Another thing I love about the concept of children here is their their tent their sense of awestruck wonder which is really great. And that's one thing Jesus loves about them. And I love that because kids just give you the truth, right? They don't try to sugarcoat it when they're small. Now, when they get older, the line comes yeah. in, then you got to deal with that. Yeah, most right? of what but, we're, but, we're blurring, what we're talking about, you know, there's right. a kid. And then once they get old enough, you know, cause my, I wouldn't even entertain the thought of my kid being around a phone you know, until they were a teenager. I mean, because it hinders them. Well, it's because they're no. It it's really it's they're not mature enough to handle that. It's That's too right. dangerous yeah. of a device. That's why I brought up the thing about a gun. I wouldn't hand you know my eight year old son a gun and say, "Good luck, buddy." You know, no, there would be a learning curve of because he can hurt himself or others with the phone. Well, I mean, you know, with the gun and and the phone. Is the same principle applies because yep. you can scar yourself for the rest of your life on whatever happens. I and mean, one of the big things they do now, especially in the teenage world, is these predators get out there and convince these young girls because they're looking for approval along, you know, with the same vein of what we talked about before. Everybody has that desire to be wanted and noticed and liked, and they're convincing immature people to take their shirt off and let me see you on the phone. They're doing it every day. And then once it's out there, then they take that photo and make money off of it or put it wherever. Now here's your daughter being plastered to the world. I mean, it's going on every day. That's why I was, that's why I gave my little rant. Well, true. But what I'm saying is 
it would be better off, but I don't think you're going to pull that one off. So forever, <laughs> it's just this is the way it is. That that came and went, and we ain't going back there. But I'm, I'm saying you can put parameters on it that's got to be a top priority in how are you going to deal with your kids and the cell phones. And I'm sure, you know, I'm, I've made a lot of people mad in my speeches when I go around the country because I, I talk about it. And they come up to me after. Nothing, no argument about who Jesus is and theology, and but it's like, now you brought up that cell phone, you know, my kid's got a cell phone. I'm like, how old are they? They're like, eight. I'm like, too young. There's nothing what you're fixing to say is going to convince me. They're too young. You are to absolutely correct. Even 100%. if they accidentally put something in there, then you're you're taking a chance that whatever that goes into their little brain is going to screw them up the rest of their life. Or people are using phones as a, a way to be a predator. That That's the biggest problem I have with kids 12 and younger. They're not able to recognize robots and con men and schemes. And all you got to do is click a couple buttons. And the next thing you know, your whole world's turned upside down. Well, and what I love about, like I said, the truth and wonder of kids, especially the littler they are, is that they'll just tell you what they're thinking. Uh, we had a grandparents day this last week. I was in town. And so I went down to the school and, and you have a snack with the kids. You take them to do a little book fair. You spend about an hour with them in their environment of the school. It's a wonderful idea that the school has to bring in parents and grandparents into that setting. So we went into Pearl, who's my little six-year-old granddaughter. She's my youngest granddaughter. We went in her room and she showed us some stuff she had made for me and, and Lisa, her ma'am. And she said, I just want to tell you what, you know, what I love about you. And this is just her telling us, you know, and I said, I said what was, okay, go ahead, Pearl. And she said, now, you know, sometimes I get a little emotional. Now this is a six-year-old girl telling me this. And uh, I'm laughing. I said, that's okay. And she said, well, first of all, I thank you for being our preacher. You know, and I thought, man, that's, that made me feel good, you know. And then she said, and also thank you for making lots of money. <laughs> so thought, well, it shows you a kid's was, perspective, Al. That's exactly you, right. You're not making a bunch of money uh, over a preacher. But what I was right. said, I, that's two things that are usually mutually exclusive, a preacher who makes a lot of money. But from her worldview or perspective, she sees me up preaching, but she also knows that we live a good life. You know, she's in a big compound there. She has lots of cool stuff. But yeah. it, a kid will tell you what they're how they see it. And that's 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 one of the things I love about it. He says, yeah. that's what I want to see in the kingdom. Hang on, let's take our final break. Well, that's true, but since we got on this cell phone theme, you know, I've told this story many times. I'm not going to tell it. My kids hate it when I tell it because it embarrasses them. But it was a it was a good story that came out of it. But when we had a disagreement about what was appropriate on one of my kids' phones, you know, I took their phone away and I posed as them on social media. And so, you know, I got into Snapchat because I just I just followed all the trails. And that seemed to be where the most time was being spent. And so once I got past the security measures that they set up, so if your parent catch your, grab your phone and look at your Snapchat, everything's fine. Once I got into the world underneath, which is the world that they create, well, I mean, every other word was a four-letter word, you know, I saw see all these things. I'm I'm reading all where the next party is going to be planned, and and I was, you know, I was really shocked. I, I just couldn't believe what what I was seeing. And uh, so, in the but I would say this: after the two days that I spent until they figured out that I was not, you know, who I was <laughs> I was presenting. You know, I had a talk with all of them. Because you can command a, a chat. That's what it is. And so I was like, you know, actually, I'm the dad. And uh, if you want to be friends, you'll need to come over to my house and and we'll show you a better way. You know, so but that happened. But one of the one of the people, one of those kids there that I reached out to, you know, she eventually came to the Lord. I mean, now so it's been a few years and uh, and and I 
you know, I treat this person like they're a child of mine. I mean, and so I'm saying to Phil's point, we got to address what's going on here. And I know that was drastic and seems crazy, you know, and it was eye opening. And I mean, I thought there was some stuff going on there, but I didn't know all this was going on. And uh, but you use it and, and you put on the armor of God and you go to work. And so most of those kids that I confronted came to my house because they valued that relationship and they didn't want to lose it. Because I said, it's over until yep. you have a conversation and bring, you know, you know, your mom or dad. And I shared Jesus with every one of them. And, you know, there were tears and there were confessions and there were, you know, it, it really rallied all the other parents to realize the consequences of just handing your kid a phone. Yep. Because, you know, half of them weren't even believers. Yep. But they were friends. And uh, so I, I do think there are ways to combat it and have conversations that are positive. That's Jay, so you'll know, I got a letter from your oldest son. <laughs> yeah. here's, here's what he finished. He wrote you a letter because he couldn't call you and he couldn't text you. That's right. He wrote that letter a month ago, and I, I gave it to you this morning because it took that long to actually get he it He ends to. it up by saying, thank you for the man you are the grandpa you are, and the man of God you have taught me to be. Hmm. Well, I said, well, I hadn't read it, so he said he wrote you a letter. He watched the movie, uh, Zach, The Blind, and it, he wrote that letter to Phil, which I thought, that I didn't wild. know what it said, but I figured it was probably going to be pretty good. For whatever it's worth, uh, y'all watched all three of you and you, and you had your kids, but... Uh, You've done a good job, all of you, a great job in this culture at this time in these United States of America. So kudos to y'all. Following Jesus Christ does work, especially mm -hmm. for your children. No doubt about it. It's got to be there. Just a thought. No, it's it's good. I think when you have your grandkids writing your letters like that, that's a positive sign. You bet. What I was going to say on that Matthew eighteen five, I was trying to get to this because a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, I don't know why you make it such a big deal about the cell phone," which was not our intention for this podcast. But Phil went there early. But you know, we we really focus in on that about when Jesus said, "Unless you change and become like little children, you never enter the kingdom of God." And whoever humbles himself like this will be the greatest in the kingdom. But you know, that next, that next paragraph, it says, but if anyone causes one of these little ones to sin, who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. I mean, it's look, a serious thing. Jesus usually doesn't make comment yeah. quite like that i mean it is a yeah. graphic scary threat yeah for when it comes to messing around with kids that's why and you my voice raised a while ago when yeah. i was talking about that's why my voice raised up because well that's that's why i'm bringing it up because look to me you know i give a speech about jesus i'm not up there trying to you know think i'm better than anybody else but i'm trusting his principles and the cell phone is a problem with our kids. And so I bring it up in, in speeches. And to me, you know, before a person comes and confronts me and tries to defend them, given small children cell phones, I'm like, have you not read this, this verse? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you call, I would think that would be a very good qualifying way to cause a kid to stumble is to hand them and give them free reign of a cell phone. Oh. A little kid? They're not going to be able to navigate that. Dangerous, that's right. In, in, a, in a way that's pure. I mean, that's just dumb. You ought to be commended for bringing this up, all of us. All right, that was my rant. Well, I mean, I agree. It's like, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, you look at the stats on even just mental health and associated with cell phones. I mean, I think it is an issue. I mean, we've got to... We've got to have conversations with our kids. I think I think it seems over like uh, overpowering of, of what kind of we're up against, but we do have to develop new rhythms in our life. And I think that's one of the things that you want to think about how powerful rhythms are. I mean, if you're if your kid is and even a teenager, even an adult, if I'm just scrolling through, you know, 
a TikTok or or, or Instagram, and I and look, I mean, I've gotten pulled into the just the the world of 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 the internet, and you get just you're numbing ourselves to death. There's a book written called um, by Neil Postman called "Amusing Our, Ourselves to Death," and it's an old book, but I mean, it's like prophetic if you read it. But that 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 what happens is is that that those practices because they're we're we're spending so much time, even if it's not like the most twisted stuff, it could be subtle subtleties, but it's the, it's the continual rhythm of being in a cell phone, looking into a screen five hours a day that is shaping a generation of, of people. And so yep. we have, uh, we, we definitely, I mean, nobody does it perfect. So if you're like, man, I, man, that's a battle in my house. I wish I'm not that bold or not that look, it is hard. I mean, you're dealing with teenagers too. You're trying to like curb them and you're trying to, you know, do it. So it, it, it's a battle, but I think it is probably one of the major battles of our lifetime. That's why it's, yep. I mean, we are laughing at what Phil was saying, but the truth is, is that a lot of what you're saying were, was correct. These things can be used as gifts and we can, and, and technology is a gift, but if we're not careful, uh, it can also become idolatrous, which I think uh, it certainly has in a lot of Zach, you know, uh, uh, culture. You and your dad, along with myself, we have a book coming out, and the book, the name of the book is We Could Be Wrong, like Jay says, but we doubt it. It is on the way. It's on it's the like way. We, yep, we could be wrong, the way. but we doubt it. Could be wrong, but we doubt we'll it. See. So, so uh, we're almost out of time. I want to introduce one thought, and we'll talk about it in the overtime, so you guys can be thinking about it, that another view here is that Jesus sees children differently than his disciples saw these children because he does like a lot of times many of us do we'll say well oh, wait a minute. you move back we got important things going on here we don't need children messing this up but jesus viewed them as the future and i think many times that's what happens we look at people and jason and i were talking about this off air that we look at people sometimes and we make these judgments and we figure out that they don't matter because they're having a yeah. bad present or they've had a bad past. But Jesus yeah. looks to something else. He looks to the future. So we'll talk about that in the overtime because I think it's another little subtle point that he brings out here. BlazeTV.com slash Unashamed is where we'll be. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.